Hello and welcome to a very special July 4th edition of MLB DFS Today. I'm your host Tim Sim and I'm here to break down the 10.05 a.m. Pacific slate which has eight games eligible for selection. It's got some of the early morning games and some of the afternoon games as well in this slate. If you miss the morning cutoff you can always play the 110 Pacific four game slate on its own. I'm just going to be targeting a few of the games where I see an angle in these time slots. But before we get into it, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the fantasy football guys over at Sports Ethos. They've been doing an amazing job with their fantasy football draft guide. They've got position rankings already up, even have IDP rankings if you're into that. It's never too early to start prepping for fantasy football, and as someone who is not very good at it, I will certainly be taking advantage of all the breakdowns available up right now at the Sports Ethos website. And that brings us to the first game on the slate that I'm looking at, which is Kansas City at Minnesota. I want to talk about the pitching matchup. Uh, it's Kenta Maeda versus Zach Greinke, two veterans, two former Dodgers. Kenta Maeda is at 7,100. I will probably be starting him in my lineups. He's been back for only two games uh, from a long IL stint. He went five innings in both games. The first game was against the Tigers. A little bit easier. He struck out eight batters. His second game back was against the Braves, who are a total buzzsaw for starting pitchers. So he only gave up two runs. That's not that bad compared to some of the other pitchers we've seen get absolutely demolished by Atlanta. But uh, the Royals, I think, are going to be a closer matchup to where the Tigers were than obviously where the Braves were. Royals lead the league in strikeouts over the last 15 days. So I think Maeda is going to be able to at least go five innings, maybe get more than six strikeouts on the board. We'll see where that number is on price picks or underdog if you play it. Uh, but I'm liking the over there. On the other side for Zach Greinke, i love to see him out there, but it was kind of a rough go of it for him in June. Over five starts in June, he has a 7.56 ERA. Uh, his ERA is over seven on the road this year. So that's going to lead me to target some of these Minnesota bats. Somebody like Joey Gallo, he's got 13 out of his 15 home runs this year against right-handed pitchers. He's only 3,300. Carlos Correa, he had three hits on Saturday. He's a little bit more expensive at 4,500. He's also got a hit in 10 out of his last 14 games. I don't really love the shortstop options on the board in this slate, so I could look his direction. Maybe Byron Buxton who's a little bit more expensive than Correa at 5300 in the outfield. He's got a 389 batting average against Greinke with the homer off of him in 18 at-bats. So I think I'm going to be looking towards these Twins bats, uh, probably some of their value guys. There are a lot of great value plays, so once that lineup comes out, look out for it. Maybe Alex Kirilov, who's another left-hander against Greinke. So once the lineup comes out, look for some of the cheaper guys maybe to fill out your lineup on this Minnesota team. And moving on to the next game, we got the St. Louis Cardinals in Miami to take on the Marlins. Want to talk about the pitching matchup here as well. Uh, it's Adam Wainwright going for the cards. I can't believe he's still out there. Much like Greinke, I'm happy to see him out there, but he had a rough go of it in June as well. Gave up 22 runs in 22 innings in June. Only struck out nine batters in the whole month. He gave up 13 runs in just his last two starts combined, so... I don't know how much longer we're going to be seeing him out there. Uh, his number last time was, I think, at three strikeouts. If it's at three strikeouts again, I recommend taking the under. He didn't even get past the second inning in his last start. So 
we'll see once once that number comes out. It's not out yet, um, but it, it'll probably be on my pick'em, which I will publish tomorrow. So look out for that. Uh, we've been doing pick'ems over at Sports Ethos. Uh, so I, I do a baseball one, and uh, Mike Lefeminina, I believe is how you pronounce it, does it for PGA. Uh, so look out for those. Like I said, if, if Wainwright's on there at three, I will be taking the under, and I recommend you do the same. On the other side of the mound, we got Jesus Lazardo, who's the third highest priced pitcher on the board in this slate at 10300 I will probably be playing him as well, just because of some of the question marks around Zach Eflin and Aaron Nola, who are the two guys who are priced above him. Uh, Lazardo, much better at home than on the road. 2.65 ERA at home, 4.64 on the road. 20th in strikeout percentage in the majors, 13th in swing strike percentage among all pitchers. So I I like him in this spot, uh, and he should get the win, I, I would think, going against Adam Wainwright. Uh, and with Adam Wainwright on the mound, that's going to cause me to look towards some of these Marlins bats. The unfortunate thing is the Marlins are not really that dynamic with Jazz Chisholm hitting the IL again with an oblique. Uh that's bad news, but we got guys like Jesus Sanchez at 2900 so he's a little bit cheaper option. If you want to go Luis Arias, you think he's going to have a multi-hit game, he's at 4800 That's a little bit expensive for my taste. Jorge Soler is $200 cheaper at 4600 and he's just got higher potential than Arias, but if you need to fill out your roster, uh, maybe Arias has, has three hits against Wainwright himself. Uh, if one thing to look out for is if Yuli Gurriel is in the starting lineup, he came off the bench on Saturday, hit a two-run double to tie the game up in the seventh inning on on Saturday. Uh, he's at 3,400 right now, so he'd be a good play if he is in the starting lineup. Speaking of Yuli Gurriel, his former team is another team that I will be looking to stack as the Houston Astros welcome the Colorado Rockies after a barn burner of a game between the Astros and the Rangers in Texas at, at the Rangers Stadium. I think it was 12-11 was the final. We had some big offensive output from some of these Astros, one of whom was Jose Abreu. He hit a home run. He actually you know, famously had not hit a home run for the longest amount of time, um, but since June 13th, he's got 22 hits in 17 games, and four of those have gone for home runs. 11 of those were for extra base hits. So he's at 3,300 at first base. So it'll probably be between Yuli Gurriel and Jose Abreu for me, as it was for the Astros. And I'll probably be playing Mauricio Dubon at either shortstop or second base at 3,400. That's a great price. If Pena's out, uh, he's a great option there. Kyle Freeland is going to be starting for the Rockies. He's just been much less effective on the road, as have the Rockies as a team. They're the second worst in terms of away runs scored per game, behind only Kansas City with 3.74 runs per game on the road. Kyle Freeland, um, he's only got 14 strikeouts on the road in seven games versus 46 at home in 10 games. So this is a guy who just performs a lot differently on the road. So... Look towards Houston's way. Stack as many Houston bats, and you'll probably be good. Uh, if you can afford it, maybe a guy like Altuve or Bregman, depending on where you're looking to fill out your roster there. 
So those three teams, the Astros, the Twins, and the Marlins are probably where I'm going to be getting most of my offensive output. I'll probably be looking to fill out my roster from some of these other games, maybe one-off guys here and there. I mentioned there are some question marks around Zach Eflin and Aaron Nola, the two highest-priced pitchers on the board. They're facing off against each other in Tampa Bay. Eflin, a former Philly, he came out and said he still roots for the Phillies, so that could be an interesting dynamic there. Uh, he's the highest price pitcher at 10700 I just would look elsewhere. I like Lazardo more. Uh, Eflin's K numbers have been good, but he's just been giving up too many runs, a little bit too many hits, and Arenola has been way too inconsistent to trust at his price point, which is at 10400 uh, in terms of filling out my roster, a guy like Jose Siri is always a great option. He's a good cheaper play at 3600 He can go yard. He's got double-digit home runs on the year. A few more things to look out for in these games is potentially we're going to get some rain in the Rangers-Red Sox game and the Orioles-Yankees game. So they're mostly stay away from me unless I need to fill out my roster with value guys like I was saying. Maybe an Aaron Hicks who got booed in his first game back by the classy Yankee fans. Uh, he's at 2500 It's really cheap. Uh, so if that game goes ahead, he could be in my lineup. Uh, Dane Dunning is starting for the Rangers. He's actually really cheap at 6600 But they're in Boston on Independence Day. Kind of scares me. Boston has won eight straight games on July 4th, so... That game is probably a stay away. I don't know what to do with that one. Uh, the the Mets as well, that's probably a stay away. I'm not sure what Kodai Senga we're going to get. So I don't really want to risk it there. Uh, maybe some Diamondbacks, cheapers bat, cheaper bats, someone like Emmanuel Rivera at third base. He's always a good play. He can get you a hit or two here or there. So if you're looking to fill out your roster, that's what I would use those games for. But in terms of the bulk of my lineup... Those three uh, stacks are probably what I'm going to be targeting the most. Uh, so that's going to do it. That's that's the slate. I hope you guys have a great 4th of July. Like I said, look out for my pick'em tomorrow. Go on to Sports Ethos. Check out the Fantasy Football Draft Guide. Uh, check out everything else going on at Sports Ethos. Sign up for the DFS Pass. I'll be doing my DFS delivery as well for probably the later game tomorrow, the later games tomorrow. Uh, Shohei Otani on the mound, so that's always going to be fun to watch. Uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, have a safe 4th of July. Good luck out there, and I'll see you guys next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.